There are foods that we eat which could heal the body, and there are foods that we eat that could kill the body. On this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast, we're going to discuss why eating more quality meat and organ meat, a carnivore approach, could be the missing piece for your health, as we have an amazing conversation with Vivica Menegas. The physical for me is the first step. It's like we have two, two legs, two feet, and we walk forward. And the first step is like the physical because that's where we are grounded into this embodiment, into this body. And then the other step is like, of course, the invisible, like, you know, the energetic. So it's like psycho, emotional, spiritual, that part. But, you know, one step at a time. And we need both. If we don't treat both, then you're not going to go very far. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Today, we are blessed because we have an amazing conversation for you with Vivica Menegas. Her story is really inspiring. She's traveled all over the world, and she's explored local and native foods. And she has a, an inspiring share on how she was able to get into the field of health and nutrition. We get into different topics, definitely discuss carnivore and these meats, animal proteins, animal organ meat, how that could be super healing to the body. We wrap our minds and our heads around COVID and what's happening and how we both have a similar premise, meaning the human body is incredible. We have the gut microbiome, we have the immune system, and we relate that to how we're able to deal with viruses and bacteria and pathogens. And we both agree that the real virus out there is fear. And then we get into her history of using plant medicine to heal ayahuasca and other plant medicines that she's done. And of course, we talk about the keto lifestyle and how she got into ketosis seven years ago. And it's actually the exact thing needed for insulin resistance and obesity and diabetes. And we talk about that. And then we get into her cookbook, The Essential Carnivore Diet Cookbook. Oh my gosh, some of the meals in her book, it's gonna make your mouth water. So get prepared for that. And we're gonna have links for her book and her resources and everything down in the notes of this podcast. Before I bring her on, I wanna say thank you. I didn't introduce myself. My name is Ben Azadi. I am the founder of Keto Camp, best-selling author, the host of the Keto Camp podcast. You can learn more about me on my social media platforms. I'm on Clubhouse, at the Ben Azadi. I'm on Instagram, at the Ben Azadi. We're on YouTube, got a big YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Keto Camp. And I'm, all the, I'm on all the social media platforms and I'm very accessible. I love hearing from you. So please connect with me on there. I wanna take a minute right now to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day from This Is Liz. This is a five-star review titled, Just What I Was Looking For. There's way too much information out there about keto. It's very hard to navigate and much like drinking from a fire hose. I am loving Ben's show. He is super clear, organized, and gets straight to the point. 
and I learn something new with every episode. Thanks, Ben. Oh, Liz, thank you so much for that. You're right, a lot of information. We go on Dr. Google, we'll get over 200 million results just for typing in what is the keto diet, and it could feel like a fire hose. So my mission, our mission here at Keto Camp is to get this information, get the science, and deliver it to you in a way that you could apply it, understand it, and then teach it to your community. And that's how we're gonna be able to accomplish our goal of educating and inspiring 1 billion people. So Liz, kudos to you. Thank you so much for that review. If you haven't left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review yet, I would encourage you to do so. It really does help the show grow. And if you do it on Apple Podcasts today, take a screenshot of your rating and review, and then email that to support at ketocamp.com. And what we will do as a thank you, we will reply with a PDF download of my KetoFlex cookbook, which retails for 21 bucks. You'll get it for free just for leaving the show an honest rating and review. So send that to support at ketocamp.com and you could get that cookbook today to get 21 delicious fat-burning keto recipes instantly. Today is the last day to get signed up for my 90-day detox program. I'm taking a small group and I'm teaching them true cellular detox where you get to work with me on a personal level, small setting, uh, monthly Zoom calls. You also get access to a online portal where you could learn from experts like Dr. Daniel Pompa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, and other amazing detox specialists on how to get to the root cause of your inflammation. Toxins. Toxins are the number one source of cellular inflammation. And when you could reduce and remove your toxic load, keto, fasting, everything upgrades by default because now your fat burning hormones could connect to your cells. Now your nutrients could get in and your cells produce energy. So you feel better, you burn fat, and the missing piece there is toxicity. We do live in the most toxic world in humankind. At the time of this recording, there are three spots available for this 90-day program. The program begins tomorrow. If you're listening to the podcast, the day of release, the program starts in about 24 hours. At least the first call begins. You'll receive all the supplements, all the testing kits, and then four coaching calls with me and the other members. We're capping it at a small group. So if you're hearing this on time and you're an action taker and you wanna work with me, Dr. Mindy, Dr. Pampa, and others to understand true cellular detox, I encourage you to head to www.ketocampdetox.com, www.ketocampdetox.com to get signed up today. I would love to show you the way. Today, I'm blessed to have with me a certified whole food nutritionist, a blogger, published author, and one of the leading voices advocating for a food-based approach to healing. Vivica Meneges. She was first to use the now popular expression keto paleo to describe her lifestyle and eating habits. She's the founder of the Healing Foods Method, a 14-week online nutrition program where she works one-on-one with clients to turn their health around utilizing a therapeutic ketogenic diet for healing called keto paleo. And without further ado, here's Vivica Meneges. Thank you, Ben. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you, and I love some of the cookbooks you're putting out there. We were just kind of going through some of the photos of your recent book. Uh, I can't wait to talk all about that, but you have an interesting past. Your story is really interesting, how you grew up in Italy, and you've traveled to a lot of places, so share your story with my audience, the keto campers who are just getting familiar with your work, and some of them might know you already, but what is your story, and then how did you get involved with keto and fasting? Okay. I definitely 
have a pretty unconventional story and I've traveled a lot. I lived in very several different countries and you know, it's interesting because like throughout my life and my youth, I always consider myself like a food tourist because I love to go into different places and just eat the local food. And even as really young, like a teenager, so I was born in Italy, start from the beginning, I guess. I was born in Italy and in the first five years of my life as a small child, my mom and my grandma had a restaurant and hotel. So they both worked and, you know, I was trotting along with them as soon as I could walk. And my first memories, I remember like restaurant, kitchen, you know, like running around in the kitchen and like uh, with the chef, which probably was not as safe as it should have been. But, <laughs> you know, nothing bad happened. And I remember like the incredible dishes. Like we had one chef that it was like that crazy, but incredible. And he made these things like trota in carpione, which is like pickled trout with like carrots and onions and vinegar pickling. Like, and you know, we lived in the mountains, so it was fresh trout from the streams, and mm-hmm. then they pickled it. And like, I was a small kid, you know, four years, five years old, and that was like amazing to me. You're living good as a four year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I remember eating like, um, fried brains. My mom would make me cow brains, wow. like breaded and fried. You didn't think that was weird when you were a kid? Absolutely not. That's cool. I, mean, I love it, was, it. See, I I'm old enough that I was raised in a time where, and in a country where, like, what's on the table is what you eat. There are no discussions, no options, no questions. That's just like written in stone, pretty much. You know, so like. You know, all these things like the kids here or even in Italy these days, it's just like here. It's like, I don't want this. You know, I don't like this. Back in the days, there was no such thing. But I also, you know, was so lucky that my first years was like an amazing chef in a restaurant. And my mom is also an incredible cook. So I was pretty spoiled. Yeah. And then, you know, as I grew older, they sent me to boarding school. I chose to go to boarding school. And it was a Catholic boarding school. And the nuns were the cooks. And they were horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, things got quite different then. And I was like, didn't want to eat. Like, their soup tasted like old socks. And, you know... So it was kind of interesting how it went from like the highs and then the lows. Right. But I think growing up in a restaurant gave me this like passion. And then my grandma worked for five-star hotels in Italy. So I used to go on vacation and spend like a month with her in these incredible resort hotels where the food was like unbelievable, like in Sardinia on the coast and having like fresh grill, like seafood every day and, you know, like, sheep like lamb like cooked in incredible ways from the land so again like it it really developed this like passion for good restaurants and gourmet food and like really traditional and local you know like all the things that make italian food so special because italian food in italy is very different than here. And we definitely eat the whole animal and all of the animals and all of the parts of the animals. And it's a very meat-based kind of culture, especially the North where I was, you know, born and raised. 
even though we have so many coasts, and so there is a seafood culture too, but there is a big cow culture. And I was raised in Piemonte, which has these like bovine species there, the Piemontese cows, they're like world renowned for being like the best beef ever, mm. you know? And so I definitely developed this like love affair with beef very early. And my grandma used to make, what does she call it? It's kind of like a steak tartare, but it's raw ground beef. And she just put lemon and capers on it. And that's it. Carne trita is like how my grandma called it. So just ground beef. Raw. It was raw ground beef. Wow. Olive oil, lemon and capers. And that was like three, four times a week. You know, totally normal. And like that was one of her favorite things that she ate. So, you know, I guess I was really lucky because like when you start off like this, it's hard to go wrong. You know, like I had a really strong foundation of like, appreciating all parts all flavors and i've never been one of those people that was really into like sweets except gelato of course <laughs> i love gelato too yes who doesn't, <laughs> who doesn't right you can't avoid gelato but aside from that like i never loved pasta never loved pizza for me it was more about like I don't know, all the smoked and cured meats in Italy. We have like an incredible array of charcuterie, you know, all the prosciutto, prosciutto crudo, prosciutto cotto, you know, all the different like sausages and salamis and like fresh ones and old ones, cured ones. So that is, you know, and then like the pâtés and like, anyways. That sounds great. You're making everybody hungry who's listening to this right now. All, right. <laughs> all the keto campers are like, what? making myself hungry <laughs> and as i travel the world my passion has always been like exploring local foods native foods traditional food and with a special interest in like street food i love street food and like the more authentic like little booth out of somebody's house like you know like in india i remember or with sri lanka 30 years ago when I went to Sri Lanka the first time, people were cooking these like rotis with eggs inside on the back of oil barrels on the side of the road. So it was wow. like an old oil barrel that was cleaned up on the top and a fire on the bottom and they were making stuff on it. And that like stuff like that, I live for. I love it. Luckily, I also have a really strong stomach because like I grew up eating, you know, everything. So I don't, and this is if we want to talk about health and microbiome, yeah. you know, you develop your microbiome in the first years of life, but the more varied your food experiences and also like, I had a lot of antibiotics as a kid. So you would think that my gut is completely ruined because like I got really sick when I was only a month old and almost died. And so they pumped me with antibiotics. Wow. And you would think that my gut microbiome was completely destroyed. But I also remember as a little kid playing outside, eating dirt, licking the floor, kissing my cats and my dogs, and uh -huh. like being exposed to all kinds of pets. So I think that it balanced it out. If you want to, I don't know, be a message to your audience how important it is to like make sure that we cultivate the microbiome early. So your kids, maybe it's kind of late for us 
as an adult, but you still have the opportunity to do that for your children, to like not sanitize the hell out of them, you know, like literally you'll sanitize their gut out of them. Yeah, that's such a great point, Vivica, because right now we see the opposite being shared, you know, you know, sanitize everything, stay away from others. Don't play in the dirt. Don't get dirty when that's actually what we need to thrive to your point. Exactly. So the gut microbiome loves that. It loves when you kiss your dog, kiss your cat. Dr. Zach Bush talks about like that being almost equivalent to like a fecal transplant when you have a pet. And eating different different meats and organs and all the things that you ate also contributed to this vast array of uh, bacteria in the gut, which overcame the antibiotics that was pumped into you because that, that destroys good and bad bacteria. So very, very valid point there. I'm with you. Right. Yeah. And don't even get me started on the whole sanitizer craze and mm. COVID sanitizer thing that's going on right now. Because like, if there is one thing that's definitely not going to keep you healthy... I don't know. I have a pretty radical position, and I know that sometimes I pick people off because of that, but I believe in our immunity. And I, you know, I've studied, can we do a small rabbit hole into COVID? Is yeah. that okay? Or yeah, yeah. should we avoid it? Let's, let's do it. We're already here. Let's do it. The audience is like, I want to hear what she has to say now. <laughs> really small rabbit hole, but I've been like trying to wrap my head around this virus for the last year and a half since we came out and like so much confusing information and so much misinformation about it, like being bombarded with it. And I'm a practitioner, I'm a holistic practitioner. So I'm like, where are my sources? You know, where are my good trustworthy sources? And just recently, finally, there has been like some good information that I could be like, okay, now I'm starting to understand the mechanisms of this virus. It's been studied by the, you know, the doctors of herbalism, the functional medicine doctors, I'm not a scientist, you know, I'm just a nutritionist, but they made it clear enough so that things are starting to click into place about how it works, how it makes people sick, who it makes sick, who it kills, and how do we treat it, you know, which is, I can't even go into the treatment part because I'm not allowed and like, you know, Luckily, I don't have a license to lose, but yeah. the medical establishment has a big patent on the whole thing of treatment. And for sure, there are levels of sickness that we cannot treat just as a nutritionist. When things get to a certain level, people do need to go to the hospital. Absolutely. But that's like not even 10%, you know, and like, who are these people and why? Like, it's becoming really super clear that the average person, not the average person, but a person with an intact immune system that does not have autoimmune conditions already present in the body or autoimmune processes and whose microbiome has a certain resiliency will not be affected by this virus in a way that's anywhere even close to dangerous. So in order for this virus to be dangerous, there need to be certain pre-existing scenarios happening in the body, like microcirculatory problems and macrocirculatory problems, the ability for the cells to receive oxygen and the oxygen exchange ability, oxygenation of the cell, microbiome, as I already said, metabolism, mm -hmm. you know, so... The resilience, like 
it like and these conditions are making all the difference in the way that this virus is actually expressing itself in the organism and how it can penetrate to different levels, making like, you know, there are blocks of symptoms and levels that COVID is working into people. And like, you know, there's also what's called long COVID, which I haven't really gone into yet in depth. But that is also, again, related to all the things that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So what is really the best protection? If you keep like dousing yourself with hand sanitizer and like, staying in the house, like, you know, not getting exposed to sunlight and fresh air, not exercising, eating crap, watching TV, and, you know, taking showers with hand sanitizer, you're pretty much selling your own death sentence. I'm sorry. Like, so be smart. Think, you know, don't think from fear. Think from, like, knowledge, wisdom, and the wisdom of the body, and everything that you know, it's not the traditional, conventional, medical, pharma-sponsored, you know, way. Yes, there are people that are going to have to go to the hospital and get on oxygen. But again, why? You know, let's be smart about this. No, I'm with, I'm with you, Vivica, because the message that the mainstream media is teaching is not this. They're teaching vaccinations, you know, go to the hospital. And there is time and place for, for different protocols. But why don't we talk about... The immune system. Why don't we talk about the terrain, the gut, going outside in nature and getting sun, increasing your vitamin D, decreasing your glucose levels. Like that's what's actually going to help you overcome this. And viruses have been around forever. We're not going to get rid of viruses on planet Earth. They're always changing and mutating. Yes, but they've been around forever. And if you have a functioning immune system and you get COVID or any virus, your body will take care of it, and then actually you'll be even stronger as a result. So it could actually benefit you. Now, there is there's a small percentage that need to be very cautious. They need to quarantine those who are, who are sick and over the age of 70 and have all those conditions that you said. But that's not the majority of us. The majority of us have control over this. The, you know, We should be talking about what we put in our mouth, the thoughts that we think. The real virus is the fear. The, the real virus is thinking that this thing is so deadly and that we have to shut down our lives. Well, that's not the case. We should live our lives, use common sense, and don't live in fear. And it's the opposite of what the mainstream media talks about. I believe the mainstream media is the um, enemy of humanity. I really believe that. I know it's a strong word, but it's the opposite of what we should be doing. And I see you agree with me. I'm glad. <laughs> Hey, yeah, totally. And I'm glad, so glad you say that, that the real virus is fear. I had that message super strong about March of last year as I was doing a journey. And like that message, I asked the higher powers, like spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. I asked them, like, what is it? What is this? What is it showing us? And it's like the virus is fear and that's the agenda. And also told me divide and conquer. So that this is how we are kept divided so that we can become like very easy targets for whatever manipulation that, you know, whatever powers want to use us for. And I don't know. <laughs> Here we go, rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, so it's funny how we get, we get down the rabbit holes. But, you know, we don't want to divide. We want to make sure that we're united, even if you disagree with somebody, like even if. I have a different political view than you, or you have a different viewpoint on the mask, whether it works or not, at least let's respect each other. You know, let's not be angry towards each other. That's exactly 
what the evilness, whatever the evilness is, whoever they are, that's what they want. They want us to be hated towards each other. They want us to have this divisive conflict. And we saw a lot of that last year. And I believe a lot of it was manipulated by the mainstream media and even by a lot of celebrities. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I want to briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even molt. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. So you mentioned journey. People listening are like, journey? What did you mean by I took a journey? Are you referring to like ayahuasca? Uh, what, were you, what, what do you mean by journey? Yeah, I do work with uh, plant medicines. Plant for medicine. me, several different ones. Ayahuasca is probably my main plant medicine that I work with. Uh, it's part of being a holistic practitioner because like, what I found in my practice is after being a practicing nutritionist very, with a very successful practice for about five years, you know, I found that some people would just heal. And like you would give them work on the body, give them the diet, the macros, the keto, the keto adaptation, and all the things, and they'll just snap to it and do great, you know. And then some people, they did everything right and would not heal, just not. And it would drive me insane because like, I'm a bit of an A-type perfectionist kind of person. <laughs> I want all my patients to get better. You know, I want them to do great and like heal everything they have. And when that doesn't happen, I take it kind of personal. <laughs> I understand that completely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, so I was on a spiritual path already for myself. And that has like blended in with my practice more and more in the fact of being able to like go and find a deeper root of disease as I did that for myself in my own healing journey and have to apply that to others as we come, you know, my goal is to have a really holistic practice where I can treat people as fully human, you know, on all levels. And I always talk about holographic view, like almost like a 5D now, so trendy, trendy hashtag here, like 5D, <laughs> right? But right. it's kind of a hologram 
and where you see different dimensions of a case of a human, you know, person with their problems. And it's like the physical at some level, but then there are the other energetic levels. And then there is, there are almost like two directions where like one is like in the present moment are at different levels of vibrations from the physical to the emotional to the spiritual. And then there is the other direction, which is our timeline and how we have evolved through time. And our history, our case history, the history of like our toxins, diseases, you know, traumas, Mm -hmm. and they're all like coming together to make us who we are in the present moment. So if you look at this case in the present moment, it's so multifaceted that you really have to look at all the facets in order to understand like, how do we make this person like bring back homeostasis? which is what the body wants, but not just the body, our emotions and our soul, they all call for homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And I always start with the physical when I treat clients and like I work with clients, you know, the physical for me is the first step. It's like we have two, two legs, two feet, and we walk forward. And the first step is like the physical because that's where we are grounded into this embodiment, into this body. And then the other step is like, of course, the invisible, like, you know, the energetic. So it's like psycho-emotional, spiritual, that part. But, you know, one step at a time. And we need both. If we don't treat both, then you're not going to go very far. We need two feet, two legs to go forward. Yeah, you're so right. It's it's a multifactorial approach. Like you said, some people could do keto and fasting or carnivore and they'll get amazing results. And that's all they really need along with like some good sleep, of course. But then you have this other population, they have underlying stressors and it could be trapped emotions, it could be toxicity, it could be hidden infections. So I love that you introduce all these things, including plant medicine. I personally have not done plant medicine. However, I have a lot of close friends who love it, who actually have gotten so many healing uh, journeys through it. And one of my colleagues, Dr. John Laurence, who's in Sarasota, Florida, has gotten into it as well. And he speaks so highly of it. So it's on my radar to explore and do myself this year. And I just love that you you do it on yourself and you introduce this to your clients as well, and your patients as well. It's just because it's multifactorial, like you said. So let's talk about keto and fasting and actually keto and carnivore I'd love to get into because the keto campers, those who listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube channel, of course, they're interested in ketosis. They're interested also in carnivore and you could actually do both. You could do carnivore and be in ketosis. But for you, how did you discover keto? How do you apply it with your, your audience and your patients? And then what got you involved with carnivore and the awesome cookbooks that you uh, have gotten out there? Uh, <laughs> Keto is kind of like, you know, an accidental discovery. I stumbled upon this diet. So I was working for a practice, and this was about seven years ago. And I was working for a chiropractor, and I was studying nutrition. And what was happening in my life is that I was, you know, studying Dr. Weston Price and very much aligned with the Weston Price teachings and eating local, organic kind of paleo, tending towards paleo, you know, um, no dairy and everything like fresh and unprocessed. And I was gaining weight. You were gaining weight. I was gaining weight and I couldn't stop gaining weight, number one. And then I was starting to feel like all these aches and pains and like things and injuries, like I had a knee injury and then like just like 
getting old, supposedly. So I was at the time like 44, 45. And like, if you go to ask somebody like, oh, I started having aches and pains at 45, they're like, yeah, you're just getting old, it's mm. normal. Yeah. Well, I never accepted that. And, that. you know, I was like, this is not right. But things were not quite clicking yet in my head, believe it or not. It's funny. I have a lot of understanding for people that know everything and it doesn't click together because <laughs> I was that person for a while. <laughs> And like my grandfather, maternal grandfather died of diabetes. So I should have known you think like what's going on, right? And I like it was right there and I couldn't see it. And I, one day I discovered I was pre-diabetic. I just measured my blood sugar. I went for some, you know, very basic blood work. And my blood sugar was like in pre-diabetic range. And I was like slap in the face, wake up like, what? So... At the same time, kind of serendipitously, I was working with this diet that there was a company that proposed a diet to us. There was a low-carb, low-fat diet. and Low-carb, low-fat or low-carb, high-fat? No, low-carb, low-fat. So high-protein. Medium-protein. It was kind of a starvation diet. Honestly. Ah, okay, got it. But it introduced the concept of ketosis. Mm. And I was like, what is this? So I started researching, and back seven years ago, if you say the word ketosis, nobody yeah, knew yeah. what the heck you're talking about. They would say, about. oh, ketoacidosis, that's bad. That's what they would if say. They knew, they knew about that, right? Right, yeah. So I started digging into it, and immediately I saw, as I started learning about insulin pathways and what ketosis does, I was like, wait a minute, this is the answer to my problem. Ketosis is the opposite of insulin resistance, and I'm a pre-diabetic, so I need to do this. Mm -hmm. So I really dove into that and into the studying. And back in the days, there was like one book by Bodybuilder, I forget his name all the time, but it was like kind of a tome about cyclical ketogenic diets and diets for bodybuilding. And then there was Maria Emmerich, who... Mm -hmm. I don't know where she found it, but she was already like trailblazing like crazy, yeah. you know. But she does also very specific kind of keto that didn't work for me because, you know, she's more like kind of redoing the American diet for keto and like she uses a lot of sweeteners. And I feel like it wasn't at the beginning, at least 10 years ago or nine years ago, it wasn't as targeted for health. It was more for weight loss. So... I don't eat that way. So her recipes didn't really work for me, even though I read her first book on ketosis and her knowledge of physiology and ketosis was amazing and it helped me a lot. So I started trying it for myself and I started designing my own program for myself and for the practice I worked for. And within three months, I had lost like 15 pounds. I was about 30 pounds overweight at that time. I lost almost 20 pounds in three weeks. Wow. And, no, three months. And like everything changed. It was just incredible. Like it happened pretty fast. The only thing that didn't happen fast for me was my insulin resistance was so crazy stubborn that it took about a year for my blood sugars to normalize. That's an important point because a lot of people who have insulin resistance it could take that long. It could take even longer. So continue. That's a very important thing to note. And I look great. At that point, I already looked great. I lost all the weight. I was working out. I had great energy. My pains were gone. 
I was doing great. But then if you looked at my blood sugars, mm-hmm. they weren't there yet. So I knew. And I, at that point, I wasn't measuring insulin because, like, we didn't even have the test that we have today. Even just five years ago, right. like, things have gone crazy, like, fancy these days. Like, With CGMs, then, yeah. You could have CGMs very accessible nowadays. I know. There was nothing. So I just kind of was extrapolating the results from just tracking my blood sugars very closely. And I would test it like seven, eight times a day. 70 times a day? Seven, eight. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of finger pricking. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That would be a little crazy. (laughs) Seven to eight times a day. Got it. Mm -hmm. And just charted before and after meals, like fasted. And if I was intermittent fasting, like how it would react. So just starting to make those connections that were like, What's your blood sugar doing? What are you doing? What are you eating? How is it reacting? So understanding all these other implications like stress and cortisol, you know, food sensitivities, you can tell a lot by your blood sugar. It's a great way, like simple, cheap, and easy way to test yourself and like kind of have, you know, the finger on the pulse of your body of what is going on on the inside that, you know, when you're doing things. So I learned a lot. And it took, like I say, about a year to get myself where, like, I felt like I was decently insulin sensitive again. And that was also really interesting because as my hormones started shifting and I was in perimenopause already, and as I was getting closer and closer to menopause, like, I saw how hormonal balance plus keto and low carb, what it was doing to it, how it was affecting it. And then the fasting and intermittent fasting and the stress, like all those factors, how did they interwoke together to make, give me like the state of health that I wanted or didn't want to be in. So I stayed really strict keto for almost three years. Wow. It like the first year, definitely 100% strict. Like I was macro crazy, like tracking everything, you know, on this like track of like a lot of younger people now, like working out diligently, doing it like hit workouts, Tabata workouts, plus yoga. And then like my trampoline and my rebounder, like all those things and tracking. I don't know. I had a lot of energy for that. <laughs> but then I divorced. You divorced, you got a divorce? <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I went through divorce and everything went out the window. And that was an often very interesting experiment with myself about what stress will do to your body mm. and like how it affects, you know, your ability to stay on track, how it affects your hormones, how it affects your ketosis. So experimenting started again and it was great because like the stress, that I was under put me in early menopause. And also I had to change out of strict keto and started to doing a cyclical ketogenic diet and reintroduce carbs strategically because like I couldn't handle it. I I was too low carb for too long, which I think happens to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And it was Leanne Vogel who actually really inspired me. She was like, a friend and like a a mentor to me and we collaborated closely for a while. So she really inspired me to like look at carbs differently after being so strict for so long. And 
also was like specializing in hormones and thyroid at that point. And I had Hashimoto's mm. and I was hypothyroid. So that was probably been there for a while undiagnosed. And then I found out and I was able to take myself out of both Hashimoto's and mm. hypothyroidism within like two years. Wow. That's a great statement right there. I hope that inspires others who have similar conditions you know not everybody's the same but they could be reversed Hashimoto's could be reversed hypothyroidism could be reversed you remove the interference that's huge congrats thank you and yeah if there is a message I can give it's not a life sentence like I don't think unless your your gland uh, the autoimmunity is is working on or I mean like targeted to is already completely destroyed and then you might not have a lot of chances for reversal. But if you still have most of your gland, you can totally stop the autoimmune process and the tissue will rebuild itself. That's what our bodies do, you know, just feed it what it needs to be fed and stop, you know, the autoimmune attack. Mm, amazing. So all of that was like a deep experimentation with like my diet and ketosis, the benefits, and then the carbs, bringing them back, how much, when, how to do that. You know, it was definitely a game changer for me. And so, you know, the diet evolves, your experience evolves. Like I want to encourage your readers and your followers to like keep an open mind like you give so much beautiful information, Ben. Like you're really, I've been listening to you and your guests and like there's so much and like, you know, you give such good information. And also like, I know you encourage people to keep an open mind because like your body will evolve. And as you get older and you're like, do one thing for like maybe two, three, four years, suddenly it stops working. That just means your body is healing and evolving And it's like, it needs something else. So keep your mind open because things might change and it's okay. That's kind of leading me to carnivore. Carnivore was an interesting thing because like, I didn't even know carnivore existed. And then one of my patients who I've been treating, like we had a long-term process together and she's extremely brilliant, intelligent person. And she's in Europe. And she came to me one day and she's like, I'm going to start carnivore. And she's an ex-vegan, ex-vegetarian. Wow, so like, quite the turnaround. <laughs> right? I took her through keto and keto paleo and keto adaptation. But then that wasn't doing it for her. And so she herself finds carnivore through PKD in Hungary, the paleolithic ketogenic diet. And those guys really know what they're doing. By the way, they're like Dr. Sophia Clements. And, you know, they really have their stuff honed in like amazing clinic amazing doctors there i haven't heard of them before oh really yeah so it's called paleo medicina and you can google it and they have a website in english and hungarian and they have a clinic in hungary in uh, budapest and they treat pretty much very serious disease with the pkd with the carnivore diet so they treat cancer they treat autoimmunity and they're scientific about it. Like I, again, I'm very clear. I'm not a scientist. I'm yeah. more an intuitive, you know. They got the number crunching abilities. <laughs> very interesting. I'm going to check them out. I haven't heard of them before until now. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. And so my 
client found them and then she started doing this diet and I freaked out because I was like, you're under my care. You can't do a diet that I don't know about. <laughs> and so yeah. I jumped in right with her. And so I started doing carnivore because I needed to see what it did for myself. And I did it very strict, just meat and water for three months. And what I discovered is that it is an amazing diet. It has incredible healing abilities. And it's not for everybody. Not everybody needs to be carnivore. And also there are different levels of carnivore, which is something that I incorporated in my cookbook because I wanted to address the way to do a carnivore diet that can actually accommodate more people. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and I know that like the PKD people have a different opinion and they think that the paleolithic ketogenic can be done by everybody. I disagree with that because in my clinical experience, I saw that some people really don't do well with zero fiber and their gut microbiome is actually healthy and robust enough that it thrives on the right kinds of fiber. So they can have some plant material and not all plants is just toxins. Yes, plants can be toxic, absolutely. But we are adapted to plants. So knowing what plants to eat and in what quantities and how to rotate them so we don't get toxic on one thing alone and how much fiber you need, all of this is valuable and I think needed valuable as like eliminating all plants can be for people who are so compromised that they need this extreme elimination diet where there is no plant toxin, no phytotoxin present. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidized. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You know, plants 
are not the devil. So uh, carbs are not the devil, but some people do really well and thrive when you eliminate them all together. As you repair the gut, you could introduce them and kind of rotate them. And some people need them on a, a continuous basis, but they need to rotate and understand which ones work for them. And some people could thrive off of fiber. Some people need to eliminate fiber. So I love it because the message is clear. There is not a cookie cutter approach to your health. You have to experiment like Vivica has done. Her client wanted to do carnivore and you jump right in with her. I love that. And then you see, you experiment, maybe you do some blood work and see how it works for you. But I, I love it. Like we, right to the beginning, multifactorial approach. So kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. So, so you got the cookbook. You started, show the cookbook. Yeah, there, there it is. So those watching the video, it's, it's called the Essential Carnivore Diet Cookbook. The cover looks delicious. I mean, oh my gosh. We were talking about this offline about your um, your favorite recipe in there. What was your favorite recipe in there? <laughs> I marked it. Yeah. So it. This is my favorite one. Oh, my it's, gosh. Um, smoky carpaccio with golden marrow oil. Oh, my gosh. So uh, read that a little bit. What's involved with that? And then share that recipe with the audience to make them even hungrier right now. <laughs> this is actually pure style. So in this cookbook, Erin... Blevins is my co-author and she's a celebrity chef, amazing, and like a professional CrossFit athlete. She's super wow. awesome. So we wrote the recipes together. Like I did half, she did half. And then like I have my field of expertise and she has hers. But this one is actually one of my recipes. And we divided the diet in three categories because as I spoke before, there are to open up the carnivore diet to more, you know, have like what I think Sean Baker created the term like meat-based diet versus carnivore because meat-based opens the diet up to like more opportunities for us to actually have a meat-based diet. Mm -hmm. So for me, one part, I call it the purest and that's just meat and salt. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's like ruminant. Okay. So and who would benefit the most from something like that, which is more restrictive? Those are the people who have the gut issues, like severe damaged microbiome, autoimmune processes of the gut, autoimmune processes of the body, like very sick people that really need the healing of just meat and water. And then we're really talking like the ruminants and the clean meat, mm -hmm. which is like probably the least toxic food on the planet. Mm -hmm. and, and so nutritionally dense, more than any fruit or vegetable. Absolutely. So you can find all the nutrients that you need mm -hmm. in, the, in the animal based product. So it would be eggs and red meat. Pretty much that's all you need to eat. In this part, because the purest is the elimination diet. So it's not really meant to be done for long periods of time, in my opinion. And again, in the carnivore space, there are different opinions. And I respect all of them. Whatever works for the person, if it really works for you, that's great. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that you should not do it because, like, somebody else say that it's wrong. You know, Dr. Baker, Sean Baker, who wrote our foreword for the oh, book, Oh, that's awesome. Way, that's pretty cool. Talks about that. He's yeah. awesome. But he does meat and water. For him, it's like ribeyes all day and salt, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. You know, he never needs to eat heart or liver or anything else. He doesn't even believe in organ meat. Mm. And he does great. So if it works for him, you know. So it does more like the purest version. But the other version for me is like the nutrient dense, which is, incorporates the organ meats, 
and really focuses on organ needs. Um, and then there is what we call the ancestral, which includes a little bit of carbohydrates in the form of fruit and honey. So they're like low toxicity plant foods, let's call them. You know, and there are more, there are probably vegetables, like I know there are vegetables that are low toxicity, like low phytotoxins, but we try to keep it very, you know, what if you were a hunter-gatherer, what would you eat? So very close to what our forefathers would eat. So it would be seasonal fruit whenever you found it and meat, you know, there was no agriculture. So maybe you picked the occasional nut, like maybe nuts were not that edible back in the day, right, yeah. you know, as they are now, you know, and definitely not a lot of veggies that came up by themselves. But fruits, yeah, they were there. So anyway, back to our recipe. This yeah. one is one of my favorites because, you know, grew up eating raw meat. So there it is. Carpaccio is a very Italian thing. It is. That looks so good. I, you know, we traditionally use olive oil in Italy, but I was, you know, I was thinking like, can I use olive oil on a carnivore diet? So what can I use? And this is like, it's also a recipe, the, the golden marrow fat. It's a recipe of the book. And it's something that I started making a few years ago because I love bone marrow. So I used to roast my bones to eat the bone marrow. But then on the bottom of the pan, there is all this fat. Mm-hmm. And when you first you know, it's still hot. It's like liquid gold. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And I was just like, I am not throwing this away. It's crazy. So I would pour it in a little glass jar and keep it by the stove. So I would use it for cooking. Smart. And, you know, then I made another recipe with that, which is my pemmican that is made with the marrow fat. And it's so yummy. It's crazy good. And so I started using that marrow fat instead of an oil so you just warm it up enough that it becomes liquid and it's a great substitute for olive oil and it's so tasty oh that's brilliant you're making everybody start everybody is so hungry right now <laughs> they're probably driving home from work or maybe they're on their way to work and they're like oh my gosh all this sounds delicious the whole conversation i i'm <laughs> i'm inspired to eat right now too so <laughs> i have steak waiting for me that <laughs> I'm gonna throw myself delicious on. <laughs> yeah delicious so your recipe book, that's your second one. You have two cookbooks, correct? Actually, it's the fourth one. Oh my gosh, you have four. Wow, <laughs> yeah. you're, uh, you're, that's amazing. So that's the fourth one. Okay, so tell us about the other ones. It's the, the third ones. one with Page Street Publishing. The first, very first book that I co-authored was a community book. And it was like a paleo, it was like, I, can you believe I forgot the title? It's been a minute. It was like <laughs> six years ago. But That was a paleo cookbook. It's a paleo cookbook with 10 different bloggers, and each blogger did 10 recipes. So there are 100 recipes, and it's like nice tone, but amazing recipes. It's a beautiful book. So that was the first one. Then I got approached by the Everything series, and they wanted me to do a book on fat bombs. So I did the Everything book of fat bombs, which is actually a really cool little tool because, like, I didn't want to make fat bombs. It's like everybody was, you know, the fat bomb craze a few yeah. years ago. Everybody was like crazy about them. Uh-huh. But I found that like they were really nutrient, low nutrient, high fat, but empty fats, like, you know, and they were just like kind of sweetened, like glorified desserts, like yeah. keto desserts. With bad sweeteners usually too. Exactly. And not always good oils or mm-hmm. fats. Right. So 
I wanted to make like mini nutrient dense high fat meals that we could call fat bomb as long as they were like 80 to 90% fat. Mm -hmm. And so there are all kinds of savory ones and like really the whole cereals like prosciutto wrapped stuff. And it's a dairy book, so it's not paleo. There's a good amount of dairy, but good dairy. So they're like prosciutto wrapped brie cheese with olives and melted in the oven and crispy prosciutto and mm. Then there is like a lot of different panna cotta, which is my favorite dessert. Mm. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's a good, varied book, and it gives you some options on how to introduce that, especially for people that never done keto and they have no idea how to make higher fat meals. Yeah, it's so helpful because Vivico focuses on on quality ingredients. It's not just, yeah, we're hitting the macros, but also the quality ingredients. It's it's not just a matter of hitting the macros. You want to make sure the foods are actually designed to, to heal the body. So I love that about you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Because there is like dirty keto, then there is clean keto, and then there is what I think is healing keto, mm. which is like nutrient-dense, really clean ingredient that will heal your body. That's why my program is called the Healing Foods Method, because I think that foods, you know, nutrient-dense healing foods are what heals our body. Amen. After that, there was the Keto Paleo Kitchen, which was my third book, and the second one with Page Street Publishing, which had just came out in the second edition, which I'm super excited about. Nice. And I just, I have it in, in my room. I should have brought it <laughs> to show you, but it just came out with a new title, and now it's called... Um, keto cooking for healing and weight loss. Great title. It's more aligned with my healing concept. And actually, it's kind of my pride and joy that book because like, it contains some of my best recipes and it really shows my love for food. And the ingredients are all super fresh, super clean. And like, I don't know, like making curry from scratch with like, 10 different spices, all fresh. It's an experience. So anyway. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. So where can the Keto Campers get your books? On Amazon. Amazon. Okay, we're going to put links down below. We have Rachel who put all that together. So go get all the cookbooks. All that sounds delicious. I mean, especially if you love to cook, go buy all of Vivica's uh, books as well. And then you also have a really awesome Instagram page, which is uh, at the nourished caveman you post some really delicious photos on there and some really uh educational content where else can they go check you out so my website my old website my old blog is the nourishcaveman.com i'm about to do a rebranding and launching a new website but that one is already yet so stay tuned please because I'm pretty excited about the new site. But it's going to link to the Nourish Caveman and it's going to show in my social media. So, of course, Instagram, for those of us who still use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of a necessary evil sometimes, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, we'll put all that down below. That's super exciting about the, uh, the rebranding. And uh, Vivica, your story is really amazing. I love that you've been to so many different parts all across the world. And you live it to lead it. You know, you're somebody who had health challenges and you figured out the multitude of, of things and tools that you could throw at yourself and use. And then you applied it. And now you're a perfect example of how the body heals. So I encourage all the keto campers, if they enjoyed this, to go check out Vivica's work. Go get all her cookbooks. 
if you're interested or if you want to do carnivore this year uh, that's a great book to teach you how to do it with those three different levels of course it depends on your health condition how strict you want to be and i just want to thank you vivica for coming on here and educating the keto campers i i love the energy i love the passion it's just i see it in your eyes i hear it in your voice how much you love talking about this so i really appreciate today's conversation you were awesome thank you ben it was such a pleasure you're a great host thank you for all the work you do it's so needed I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Vivica. Go get her book, How Delicious Do Those Meals Sound? Oh my gosh. So if you could get her book, The Essential Carnivore Diet Cookbook, by heading to the link down below, we have all of her social media handles as well, her website. Go check her out. Go send her some love. She's doing some great work out there. So make sure you let her know that you heard her on the Keto Camp podcast. I want to connect with you on social media. Clubhouse. We're doing month, weekly Clubhouse rooms. Uh, I've been doing it with Cynthia Thurlow, who is an amazing nurse practitioner. She has a TEDx talk with almost 8 million views. She specializes in intermittent fasting and, and hormonal health. And every Monday, Cynthia Thurlow and myself have been going on Clubhouse at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time to discuss a specific topic. And you could join the conversation, ask us questions. We could bring you to the stage of the Clubhouse stage and have a great time chatting about fasting and keto and metabolism and all things your health. So that's 5.30 p.m. Eastern time every Monday. Connect with me on Clubhouse at the Benazadi to learn more. And then also on Instagram at the Benazadi Keto Camp YouTube channel, youtube.com slash keto camp. I'd love to connect with you on any social media platform you're on. Let's connect, let's grow, let's expand. Send this episode of the Keto Camp podcast to a friend, somebody who could benefit from this. Maybe you gift the cookbook, the carnivore cookbook to somebody. And also please leave the show a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. Submit that screenshot of your rating and review to support at ketocamp.com and we will be sure to reply with my KetoFlex cookbook 21 page or 21 recipes for keto and you'll get that for free and it retails for 21 bucks but you'll get it for free as a thank you also last thing here is the detox program if you're hearing this on time you might make the list here and i'd love to work with you so go to www.ketocampdetox.com to learn more and you might be one of those few spots left thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the keto camp podcast you'll hear me on the next one This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.